listening to Saved by the Spell, a DIY podcast with witchy tips, astro, and psychic insight and advice about sex, magic, love, relationships, and more everyday stuff for you and me. I am your host, Marcella Kroll, and it is my pleasure to bring you episode 10. We were listed at number 18 for two weeks in a row in the Podomatic world. This week, we went up to number 16 in society and culture and we're listed on the movers and shakers in the Potomatic world. Again, this, you know, this web, uh, I have a website going for this, savebythespell.com and it is free to download and stream these episodes. You can also do it for free by downloading the Potomatic app on your telephone and it's going to be free. This is my way of giving back my contribution and I, I love hearing from you guys so please continue emailing me your topics and your questions at bookmarcella at gmail.com now remember it doesn't have to be related necessarily to the topic I just I just want to hear from you guys and see what you want to talk about and just like I said it is a free uh, you know app and it's a free podcast to stream I do ask if you really enjoy it, please share the podcast and download episodes and tell your friends. It really makes my day to see the numbers go up on it. And if you feel so inclined, on the website, www.savebythespell.com, there is a donation button. I ask for donations because if you feel so inclined, it helps me keep up with technology and uh, any equipment that I need. Also. If I keep getting the plays I'm getting, I'm going to start exceeding the bandwidth, which means I'm going to have to start getting a subscription with Podomatic to host more space. And I believe it's 100 bucks a year uh, is from what I was seeing. So if you're enjoying it and you feel moved, the spirit moves you to, to make a donation, please do so. There is a link on the website. Thank you. Now this week... I wanted to talk about ethics in the new age. What does that mean? Well, I wanted to talk about conducts and boundaries and what to expect uh, when you're getting a reading or giving a reading, quite frankly. Uh, it's something that I've, I've been noticed is a little loosey-goosey, especially around this industry. So, you know, with the growing number of readers and healers and the more widely accepted practice of receiving psychic readings and healings today, I've noticed that there is a huge difference in professionalism and conduct amongst readers and healers, as well as varying expectations and respect amongst those seeking the services. Just like most industries, you know, you're going to experience different levels and varying levels of expertise and offerings. The rates are also widely different depending on where and who you go to, and I've discussed that before when people have asked me why I charge. So let's talk about it. <laughs> you know, what do you, uh, what to expect when giving a reading? Um, you know, uh, or I would say let's let's talk about what to expect when getting a reading or healing service. Okay, because that's that's a huge thing. I work in a, a high-paced um, spiritual bookstore as one of my locations, and we get a lot of you know street traffic and people walking in, and there's a lot of different expectations. Sometimes people really want you to give them what they want to hear. They want it really fast-paced. Um, I've, I've definitely experienced this feeling of, of being felt like I was like a 
you know, a slot machine <laughs> where we're like, I want to know this, this, and this, and tell me it in 15 minutes. <laughs> and while I do move quite quickly sometimes, you know, there, you need a moment to kind of come into the zone and the space. And then there are other times where you have very lengthy kind of more in depth and people that, uh, you know, readings and sessions where it's really, it's counseling, you know, you're being in the ear for someone and, um, you know, this, so, you know, what to expect when getting a reading. I also get readings. So when I, I would say, read up on who you're getting a reading from. If their bio is available, feel the vibe out and let, let the reading come through in the best way possible. There are some people I've found that try to micromanage what they're getting and if that's what you're seeking, I just, you know, that maybe a reading is not for you. I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's, you know, it, I, I think you should let the reader also kind of, yes, be direct with your questions, you know, because you're going to get a clearer, the more direct you are with your questions, the more direct you are with what you're asking, the clearer of a insight you're going to get. So if you're, it's not that you have to give the reader. Some people are like, well, I don't want to tell them anything about me. And you don't have to. But if you kind of phrase your question uh, in a clear and concise way, or even if you don't know what you want to ask and you just say, you know, hi, I would love for you to give me the highest wisdom and guidance available to me at this time. Even formulating a question in that way will give you a more direct approach than just tell me something. So really think about when you're giving a reading and setting the tone in the space, ask yourself to be present. Um, I've definitely seen a lot of franticness and um, hecticness and crisis mode. And I know we can't always be totally calm because we're coming and seeing a person because we're really needing some guidance and insight. But when you come in with, uh, uh, you know, a defensiveness or an attitude or an anger you know, it, it sometimes is going to be reflected back or if you're in total fear mode, you're going to get a lot of fear back in your reading because it's a very emotionally charged thing. So I would say try to come in and check your yourself and say, okay, I'm going to just tune in right now and ask that this person deliver to me the highest wisdom and guidance that I can receive. That might be a good way to just set the tone. That way you're, you know, you're, um, not being married back with like a really intense, um, you know, either mirror situation, negative, whatever, fearful, whatever, that kind of thing. Also, just because I know it's taken me a long time to get in the practice of f distinguishing what was mine and what was a client's. So, um, and being a very empathic person, you know, sometimes the person would come to me and they'd be totally freaking out. And then I start freaking out and it becomes this like very heated kind of thing. So just take a deep breath <sighs> and really ask again for that clarity to come through in your session because uh, it's, the person is there to help you, you know, not everybody is there. You know, that's, that's why a lot of us get into this. We're here to help you. We don't want to make the situation worse, which brings me to, you know, conduct when giving a reading. There's so many readers out there today and when I started doing this, it was like pulling teeth trying to get people 
to get a reading from me. They were scared, nervous, like, oh, I don't want to know. Um, you know, I'd have real angry responses. Who are you to tell me what my future is? And just so you guys know, I mean, I'm not, I, yeah, I can do some predictions, but that's not my specialty. I like to dive in and look at your patterns and look at the roots of things and what you're dealing with. And like, let's, let's do that. Let's clear it. Let's, <laughs> let's look at what's going to be the best thing for you to achieve, you know, the best possible thing for you. So, you know, while having expectations of, of, of predicting things also as a reader, you know, don't get too hung up on giving people exactly what they ask you for what they need might not be what they're asking you for. So so do your best to be fully present for the person, for your client, you know, and um, be kind. I've seen a lot of readers who have been doing this for, you know, some for a bit, for a decade, some not so long, you know, and, and um, I think that you need to raise the bar higher. I get readings often. I mean, not every week or anything, but I definitely go and get readings because I, I've always gotten readings. They've, they, I, I believe in supporting this work because it supported me for so long. And I love getting readings from people I admire and respect. And I've gotten readings from, you know, newer readers or people that I was not aware of because I wanted there to be an objectivity. And I've been really happy for the most part. And then I've had other experiences, which is part of what inspired me to talk about this, where there's like a judgmentalness or a, a real lack of compassion. And I think as a reader, you, and when I teach tarot to teens through the Los Angeles Public Library, I tell them like, there's ethics involved here. You might not be delivering good news, but you need to do such a way that you don't leave the person feeling at a loss. I've gotten a couple of readings in the last few years that <laughs> blew my mind with how awful I felt. One reading in particular sent me so downward spiral. And it's not I'm not blaming the reader, like the reading and, you know, or taking any responsibility. I let myself go there because I took what this person said to me with such, like such, conviction because I take these things so seriously that it sent me into a real depression because I thought what was the point of me doing anything and this person was reading on my depression and on my fear and I know I was not maybe not in the best place to get a reading because I was really going through it and yes you would think yes that I I should have you know, yeah, that was a good place to get a reading from, you know, because I was at that. But I also should have taken it for what it's worth and not taken it so truthfully. Also received a reading uh, recently where there was very much uh, a feeling of like a competitiveness or something because the person knew who I was and I didn't, and I should have said no because I, like that I should have, I should have stopped myself from getting it because I picked up on it right away. And I, I've had, I, I think as a reader, if you do feel a conflict of interest, because we're still human, <laughs> you know, we don't stop being human, but if you feel like there's going to be a conflict of interest because you're being, your buttons are being pushed by the person, then you should decline the reading. I think if you cannot give a person a reading and not have some sense of 
compassion or hold space and be objective. I think you should say, you know, and I've had to do this where someone was triggering my buttons and I've had to say, you know what, I don't think I'm the right person for you, but let me recommend someone who I think can be uh, extremely helpful or someone that can give you the insight. Respectfully decline if you don't think you can be objective because that's not fair for you, for the client, for anybody involved. It just creates a weird hook and connection. So yeah, ethics, morality, boundaries. Also boundaries, yeah. Here's another one about boundaries, giving and getting readings. I've seen really unhealthy um, and whacked out boundaries sometimes between clients and readers. First off, you know, you know, just speaking from a reader's perspective and dealing with clients, really, as a client, please respect the boundaries of readers. They're not at your beck and call. They're not a, a machine. They're not available at all hours waiting for you. They have lives. Some of them have children. Some of them have all these other things that they're doing. I'm not saying this to be bitchy. I'm just saying it because sometimes there can be this like obsessive thing. And, you know, I, I had to set some rules because I was getting weird text messages at like really late hours and real demanding um, things about needing people. I need you. I need you. I need you. Well, yes, I'm here to help. And yes, there are other people that are here to help, but you have to realize that we can't always be there right when you need us. There might be have, you know, have to be some things changed around. There might be have to. So please, please remember that. And there's also a lot of people going through stuff right now. So, you know, it, it can be, it can take a minute and it's not a personal shutdown on you. It's just, please be respectful and mindful of, of other people's um, things. And and also, if someone can't get to you right away but offers you a better time because that's when they can be more fully present, I would much rather see somebody when they can actually give their full attention to me, not when they're drained, worn out, and they've already told you no, you know. So, and that being said, let's, you know, talking about readers and healers and their bound and boundaries with clients, don't push yourself on people, you know. I see sometimes people approaching people in, in a very unhealthy or competitive way, reaching for clients or, um, you know, people posting on social media. And then I see like, you know, eight other people because you're in a group and posting their own information about their stuff. And, and I great, great for you for self-promoting, but do not diss or discount another reader. You know, I've seen that too. People really, um, you know, you don't have to like everyone, but you, we're all in this because this is our work and we're all, you know, uh, you don't need to slam another reader or over, uh, over posts on their, their thing when someone's talking about them, recommending them, you know, it's just, or even I've seen, you know, it's like going back to, you see these people like sometimes in parking lots, Hey, Hey, uh, or I think you need my help, you know, that kind of thing. It's just, playing on people's uh, vulnerability and emotions. So yeah, anyway, that's my, that's my little spiel on it, <laughs> you know, uh, being respectful, being kind, having compassion. 
I once had, I had this really intense reading telling me I was a mess and, uh, basically, and I had just, you know, I've gone through some really intense stuff for some of you that know me, uh, on a personal level. I was recently, my father was killed. I went through a breakup. It was like all this stuff at once. Well, of course I'm a mess, but this person didn't know. And they were being very judgmental about my state of mind and about where I was at. You know, and I said, well, just to give you some insight, I'm not like on drugs. I'm not a loss. I, you know, I'm not a mess like in that way. I just, even if I was to have that kind of judgment was really, um, mind blowing. It kind of blew my mind that this person had such an intense opinion, um, about where I was at. So when I explained to them what was happening in my personal life, they just said, oh, and there was a complete disconnect and detachment and no compassion. And they were just like, okay, and we're done. <laughs> and I was like, I felt really like um, left hanging. I think that there is a responsibility when you're a healer or a reader, not that you have to be with that person and hold their hand, but at least make sure they get out the door okay and hold space. And you don't have to have the answers for everything. You can say that too. I don't have the answers for everything, but... I'm sorry, or let me refer you to something that might help you, or, you know, we're not here to, to, you know, help hold the person till they fall asleep at night, but we can be there in a bigger capacity. So I just want to ask the readers out there and healers to really, your work is awesome. Really honor it by being as the best kind of light worker you can be. And clients and um, people that are coming to see us really bring a space of being open because you're there for a reason. Ask for that highest wisdom and guidance and what this person can, can give you. And be open to the messages that come through. Trying to micromanage how it comes through doesn't help you. It's... It's being open to the delivery of that message and, and how it might not be that immediate thing where you feel this instant relief, but maybe there's something powerful in what they say or how they hold energy or move energy through you that you might feel in the next couple of days. It might be in a few weeks. It could be in a few months, but allow it to come to you in the highest vibration possible. I didn't get any questions this week about this topic, but I did get a question from uh, Leela in, in LA and about spirit guides. And you guys, this is a good understanding of it. She wants to know, how do you discern your guides from other spirits? Because there's a lot of trust put into the hands of a spirit guide, and I am wary of allowing spirits with agendas that are not necessarily helpful into my psychic space. So very good question and topic. Spirit guides and friendly spirits and, and things that are there to help you often feel good, <laughs> often feel uh, comforting. They might be tough love, you know, uh, they might, but they're, they're never coming at you from, like when they're your guides, they, they might give you tough love or be hard, but they're never Making you feel bad is what I've noticed. When you have those nasty, negative talk kind of voices or feelings, like I, those are most definitely not 
guides that are here to help you, meaning giving you the highest advice. I think those are um, developing relationship with your spirit guides so you know who they are is something that you can do and build over time through meditation, through prayer, through asking them to communicate with you in a clear uh, and high way. When I've done journeying work, you know, you develop a relationship with a particular familiar animal, power animal, and, you know, that animal becomes your guide. Now, usually if someone else shows up on the path and it's not your animal, I usually say that that's not a helpful uh, you can ask it and feel it out and see if it's an ally, but I wouldn't go with that animal unless your power animal was present. So starting to differentiate, you can ask your guides to show you definitive things that know you that they are your guides. Ask them to show up for you more than once. And it's okay to be a little apprehensive, but remember, if it is truly your guide, they're going to feel good to you, okay? Also, before you do any psychic, magic, spiritual work, cleanse your space, whether you burn sage or palo santo or use a spray, clear the energy and ask to be grounded and do a little grounding work before you do it and then ask for the presence of the your guides to come through and ask them to guide and protect you as you do your work and ask that any, well, let's just do a little, let's just do a little example of that. Shall we? If you're driving, please don't do this. <laughs> so if you can find a nice, comfortable seated position, get really clear in your mind. If you want to burn something, go ahead, just hit pause and burn a little sage or Palo Santo. Just cleanse your space. Take a nice long inhale in through the nose, sit up straight. Exhale all the way out. Releasing any stress or tension. Feel a column of light coming in through the crown of your head and shooting all the way down your spine, down, 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 down the base of your spine into the earth. Connecting in with earth energies, connecting you above and below. We're going to now ask that we be connected to the heavens above and to earth below. We ask that the four directions be present. We now call in the spirit guides, animal helpers, power animals, the archangels, and any other helping spirits to be present with us. We ask that these benevolent beings protect us throughout our work, throughout our day. We ask that any lower energies, entities, or parasitic beings be cleared and bounced out of our energy. We ask to raise our vibration to the frequency of love so that anything unlike it cannot reside there. Take a nice inhale and breathe in that frequency. Let it permeate your entire being, every single cell of your body, every nerve ending. Clearing you of anything unlike it. 
We ask that any spirit guides or allies or power animals show up for you at this time. I'll go with whoever shows up first. Now that we've cleared the energy, this is an ally that is helping you. They have a gift for you. Take whatever gift it is that they have given you first. Don't put any judgment or try to force it. Just whatever it is is perfect for you at this time. See this gift? Know that this gift is your special connection to them and how you know you're communicating and connecting to them. Say thank you, because you will be seeing each other again, but you're going to say goodbye for now. Take another nice inhale and come back into a full conscious presence in the room that you're in. Exhale out any stress or tension. Open your eyes. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful rest of your week. Please listen to Save by the Spell each week at SaveByTheSpell.com or for free on the Podomatic app. Again, my name is Marcella, and it's been my pleasure to bring this episode 10 to you. Have a beautiful rest of your day, and take care. Blessed be.